0: everybody welcome into the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings vodcast network it's hump day jay Spence, hump king day. hump day hump that like wherever you are whatever platform you are consuming this episode on please hump all over that like button subscribe we are super chat live if you're on youtube with us right now my name is joe miller one of the hosts of the show here with my always favorite dude jay Spence the king jay
1: spencer king what's up you? man i'm good I'm
0: good how you man I uh I can't complain I can't complain it's funny because like after this weekend like there's 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 folks in the room now that I actually know so like Mark Johnson (laughs) who I think has been in the room a bunch but I never really connected the dots that that's the mark that I follow on Twitter that actually made the John Fina shirts so it's uh it's interesting as the uh the sphere continues you gotta get out more we, yeah we got to get you out more man <laughs> you, you, you might not be wrong about that but uh it was a fantastic weekend so um and, and the weekend started on sunday so there was a, a big get-together at o'neill's which you were missed um as always but the usual crew you knew i'm sure you saw the picture you knew all the all the usual suspects and, when, and that was kind of a precursor there was a bunch of people that flew in uh and this part you do know about for the first ever and hopefully annual inaugural uh Poncho's Army Golf Tournament and it was it was done well it was I mean legitimate like applause to Anthony um and I it escapes me the the dude that helped him put it on like I think his name's Jeff I can't remember Mark probably knows um but uh but it was just well done uh I got to take a picture with Mary Wilson. Terminator was in the house, which was cool. Like the people that flew in for the event was amazing. Like it was just the vibe was great. I've always it was it it was at Springville Country Club. Uh Tommy uh was the other guy. Uh it was at Springville Country Club, which is a is a golf course that I've always wanted to play, and the course was gorgeous. Like the, the greens were perfect, the tee boxes were flat and perfect. The course was just in phenomenal shape. Uh, I don't know, I haven't heard exactly how much money they've raised, um, but Maybe have you heard anything cuz I know you're kind of like one of the founding members of Poncho's army Are you not?
1: Yeah, actually um I have to go ahead and close I, I got to look at the site and, and close everything out for him so we can get the money going to the places it needs to go but right, right. um but well, don't I don't it a- I don't know the well, no I don't know the amount anyway but um, I, what I, what I will say is it sold out quick. And yeah. there were some donations, and uh, like you mentioned, Anthony and Tommy did a great job putting it together. Um, we had some great sponsors for it. It was it was an it was just an amazing thing. I also loved. I got to see online when like they gave the newer members like their jackets yep, and stuff yep, like that. Yep. So you know, it's a good thing, and and. I, kudos to anthony i hope that they get to like you said do this every year and i hope it becomes something that you know the year doesn't seem normal if we don't have it like i hope that that's how it becomes
0: well let's let's do two things and this is completely unscripted we did not plan on talking about this and it literally just hit me when we came live so first tell us where
1: all the money that was raised is going to well uh i believe there are several different things happening so obviously um the families and and the survivors from the jefferson shooting at at taps i know um there are and food there was a food drive as well so a lot of that stuff is going there um but but poncho's army does throughout the year they do a lot of things where they're uh they help people really it doesn't it's not even like a a specific reason for help if they find anybody in need for anything they kind of do it and and anthony is is great when it comes to that stuff so like like you said man kudos to them you know i'm gonna text him real quick and see if he can hop in for a second Oh, that'd be be great.
0: That'd be freaking fantastic. And then uh, real quick while you're doing that, if somebody wants to become a member of Poncho's Army, is it uh, where you, you, I heard the word draft. Do you have to be invited in or is it a situation where you can, uh, what's the word, pledge? I don't know. I don't know how that necessarily works. Like (laughs) you pledge, you pledge a a fraternity. How do you, how does one, if somebody's interested in becoming, because Mark Johnson actually is one of the new members uh, of
1: Poncho's Mm -hmm. Army. If somebody wants to become a member of Poncho's Army, how do they go about doing that? i am be honest with you, man. I don't know. Cause he kind of like told me <laughs> like I went over one day and he's like, here's your jacket. And I'm like, Holy smokes. Thanks. He's like, no, you're like one of the first members. And I was like, all right, thanks. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think, I, I think what it comes down to, and he says this all the time, you just have to have a good heart and you have to want to help people. And yeah, yeah. you know, if you keep that going and you know, that's just the community that Poncho's Army is. So I just yeah. text him. We'll see if he can jump on. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll delay a little bit know, longer we'll while wait.
0: we're waiting before I move on um, and to let us find out if he says yes or no. Uh, so Mookie, Mookie Hawkins was there, which was great. Uh, the babes were there, which was great. Uh, who uh, Zach was there from Trainwreck Sports. I got to play golf with Greg Vorce from uh, Spectrum, the Spectrum Sports anchor, and he was an awesome dude. Like, we follow each other on Twitter and have for a long time, but we've never actually interacted at all. And that dude is about as down to earth and cool as they come. Like I had a blast with that guy. He was just a ton of fun. I'm trying to think. Of, uh, Joe Crew was there. There was a, there was just a whole bunch of just it was it was a very much a who's who of Bill's Mafia. And then you know Alyssa O'Reilly flew in. Uh, Warlock flew in. Who else? There was a ton of people that uh Denard flew in. There was just ton, it was just it was just it was overwhelming even to me uh to just kind of see the just the buy-in like the level of buy-in right it was just it was incredible and i think there's a park bench is one of the things that's actually going to happen right uh over on jefferson kind of a commemorative park bench or something like that um but yeah it was it was a great event and i'm looking forward to next year already and i was hesitant about signing up just because i don't have anybody in this town to
1: golf with dude i don't know what's going on with my headphones i'm hearing like the test music like when you try to trust your- oh really well i'll just keep going i'll just keep rambling I can, <laughs> i'm gonna I- hop out because ho- honestly like i hear you but i hear the test and it's just like going to loop a I have no yeah, so, going on.
0: so what i was saying about that for those that are uh watching me live and us live and those are that uh consuming this in podcast form so i was hesitant about joining up first just because I used to play a lot of golf when I lived in Columbus, Ohio. For those that don't know anything about Columbus, Ohio, it's it's super, super high up uh, in the country as it pertains to um, just, just public courses and, and the quality of the courses. Buffalo, not so much. There's just not a lot of great courses here. I transitioned back to Buffalo back home in 2018, and I've played about four rounds of golf in four or five years. Uh, and I don't know anybody really that golfs. So it was like, well, I guess I'm going to sign up by myself. And I ended up doing that.
1: And i'm glad i did it was great so how's how's the ears now it's good i don't know what just happened there Streamyard is on something different today but it's okay it's all right <laughs> you, when we logged in
0: i was not getting an audio meter and that's when i, I was like can you hear me like is my microphone working? super weird
1: but yeah uh so to to what i heard um th- the course is beautiful it was a beautiful course and yeah. from what i hear the staff there the team there everybody was amazing um everybody had such a good time and and I, I you know I saw a ton of pictures. There there was a ton of pictures. So, you know, like you mentioned, Mary was there, um, the the, yeah, the yeah. wife of the founder of the Buffalo Bills. You yeah. had the Mason Terminator, R- his wife. Mason you had. You know, you had, um, yes, y'all, y'all so funny when y'all do stuff like that. The matriarch, like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so deep. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I don't know if you're talking
0: to me or Mark, but thank you. I'll take that one. I don't know. I, that might be to Mark because I think Mark's birthday was yesterday or the day before, and mine was on what Friday, Saturday. When was my birthday? I don't even know. I think it was Both Saturday. Both of Pretty y'all, old. <laughs> <laughs> Sp- and before we get over to the topic of the of this show, which is to, do our defensive
1: uh roster projection for 2022. I was in uh oh, you want to read that? I'm sorry. Joe is going to talk about the show and some other things real quick, but Mark is updating us on what's going on. Poncho's Army is having 10 benches made, one for each victim of the Buffalo shooting, and each bench will be personalized for each of the victims and placed accordingly around Buffalo for for the families. I do know the one for um for Pearl Young is going to be um in Central Park Plaza and is wow. you know, so that's where she for a good portion of her life, she ran a pantry and gave food out to to people who needed it, you know, and, and actually the church is, was over there for a long time as well prior to the moving to Cheektowaga. So uh, okay. Central Park Plaza is where it's going to be. And I don't know about the other nine, but yeah, that, that's also part of what the money is going for.
0: Gotcha. And Chris Yankee, this is you don't come to Buffalo Rumble for all your golf content. This is for all of your charity content. That's what we're about. Spence started early on with his show about highlighting charities, uh, as as does uh, uh, Colt Schroeder, is real big on highlighting charities. I've had people on to highlight charities, so it's about charities. It's not necessarily about golf. But, yes, that is awesome. So before we jump into the topic of the show, I was on a Spaces uh, literally a half hour ago, and it was it was a mess it was mark, i think mark was in there too it was that so the, the spaces was put on by uh, brad uh Ves- Vesquio, i think is how you pronounce his last name and by lee sean so warlock they were the ones that put it on it was bill's run the east was the name of the, the of the spaces and i'm going to give you some stuff uh but it was bill's runs the e- runs the east there was a bunch of jets fans in there and one in particular that was losing his mind about how the Jets are gonna not only sweep the AFC East or win the AFC East this year, but they're gonna like be one of the best teams in football. I don't remember exactly what the uh, oh, we it looks like we might have a guest. Um, I don't I don't know exactly what his total outcome was, but he was going on and on and on, just about uh, effectively how good the Jets are gonna be, all their acquisitions, all the rookies, all this stuff. He didn't once mention the fact that the Jets haven't beaten an AFC East team in the last two years. He didn't mention the fact that the Bills took their number one offensive weapon in Jamison Crowder. Uh, there was so much that he 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 was talking about Robert Sala and how Robert Sala like is going to have this this defense tuned in and ready to go. But meanwhile, you know Josh Allen, when Sala was in the night was with the Niners, ate Sala's lunch like went into San Francisco, well Arizona, but went into that game and destroyed Robert Sala. It was just it was it was comical at best. I don't know if you want to re- like talk about that what your thoughts on that real quick before we bring Anthony in just to um, close that loop. I mean, (laughs) Jets fans are just weird right now. Jets fans are legitimately, and it's not
1: just him. I've seen him on Twitter. Like, they're weird. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So they did, it is a fact that they had a very good draft. Yes. It is a fact that they had a very good offseason. They did a lot of things right. But the problem is when you're, so here, okay. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but you ever like overdraft your account by like a whole lot, and then yeah. you get your paycheck, and you're still yeah. negative. That's the Jets. Like, the Jets are, like, they're they're so overdrafted that even when they're getting their direct deposit this week, it doesn't matter. Like, they still won't be close to us. They still won't be close to Miami. They're just – they have a lot to do. They have a lot to do. Right, right. right. We're, I want to talk about that. But before – we'll get back to that. But I, I asked my man to, to jump in and talk about the our phenomenal man. He's our event. Man. That's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> – <laughs> I asked him to come in and talk about the phenomenal event that happened earlier this week. Uh, my man, my brother, Mr. Anthony, Poncho's Army founder and
2: just dope guy all around. What's going on, boss? Man, I'm just blessed. I'll be honest. To see that many beautiful Bills Mafia people in one place, and it, uh, it's truly a blessing. And they were dressed as such too.
0: I was surprised at some of the outfits on the golf course. (laughs) I
2: was like, (laughs) all right, it's Sunday. Like
1: it's Sunday, like one o'clock. They definitely came through and
2: represented. That's for sure. Yes, they did.
1: So there was a couple questions that were asked prior to you jumping on. The first one, like I said, I don't, I didn't have a good answer because I was kind of like, you just told me, which was okay. But how, how can someone become a member of Pancho's army? Oh, good.
2: Um, to be honest with you guys it's it's more of like a it's a draft process and and it it's just leading by example being a good soldier i mean you definitely will get recognized and as far as like members like any member like yourself james you can you can nominate somebody and, and we definitely we don't we don't overlook them we definitely we got a lot of people that want to join i mean men and women it's it's a beautiful yeah. thing when somebody wants to join on the same mission as we're trying to do collectively. So if
0: somebody wants to, we'll call it pledge, right? So you can't you can't nominate yourself. You how do they get recognized? How do they how do they how do they become guys that ha- guys or girls that hang? Like around, I
2: said, right, Joe? Like I said, leading by example. You know, getting out there and spreading the word and not a misguided message. I mean, we're all yeah, here trying right. to do the right thing. I mean there's there's a lot of people out there that want to do this for persona for for Twitter likes and Twitter friends and Instagram and all this and that. I mean just being a good person comes from just being a damn good person, man. I mean I don't know how else to explain it, but I mean we definitely don't we see we see a lot of people out there. There there's a lot of people that we definitely are uh,
1: I wish we had enough
2: jackets to give out, man. There's there's a ton of great souls out there, man. There's some beautiful people. Joe, you're one of them, man. I'm telling you right now, you are definitely Paco's Army material, bro.
0: Well, I appreciate that. How did it start? How did the whole movement start? Let's talk about that real quick.
2: Um, so when Ezra Ezra came to town, we, I think we were playing uh, the Saints, okay? Mm. My son was probably like five or six years old. We were walking into the stadium, and my son just turned and looked at Ezra and said, oh, my God, Dad, look at that luchador. And I'm like, that ain't no luchador, that's Pancho Bila. And I'm he's like, who's Pancho Bila? And he, we walked over to him, and next thing you know, Pancho just picked him up. And, like, as soon as he picked him up, like, I just saw the glow. I, I I, mean, this dude opened more than just my eyes. He opened up my heart. You know, and then my mom got sick. You know, my my best friend fought in Fallujah. He's a veteran. And then Ezra got sick with cancer. And then my mom passed. And then before he passed, you know, we, we discussed – I just said, man, I go, Ezra, man, I'm like, I love what you represent as a father, as a brother, as a human being. I go, what can we do? I said, I go, I I was just getting into the, um, to the super fan thing you would like to say. Like, I'm not a super fan. So I'm just a fan of the bills. I'm just trying to do better with what, what I got to work with. And with that being said, I I was talking to him. I said, what the hell? I'm like, man, I'm like, I want to, I wanna start a I wanna start a super fan thing, I want to do something. And he's like he's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, and then my son was like, How about you start an army? And I'm like, Well, yeah, I'm like, that'd be great to have an army of people that have the same mindset as Ezra Castro, Pancho Bila, and just try to try to make a change. Cause you know, I mean, like Pac said, the old way wasn't working. We need to be better to ourselves, we need to be better to, to other people. And and I fell in love with it. And I go, Mas. I go, I go to Ezra. I go, how about Pancho's army? And Ezra was in the hospital at the time, and he just starts crying. And I was talking to Veronica, aka Ronnie, and she's like, Anthony, he's crying. She's like, I don't know. She's like, this is crazy. She's like, why would you want to do that? And I'm like, I'm like, Ezra's just a good soul, man. And you could just see, mm. you could see how much people, how many people he affected just by being himself, you know what I mean even his dying wishes was like to help somebody else is like right. that's like the ultimate sacrifice I mean it's just it's it's hard to grasp you know mm-hmm. when you're when you're blinded by such beauty you know what I mean it's it's something else and and it affected me like I said it opened more than my my eyes it opened up my heart and you know running into people like you Joe, James like James. We might not look the same but that that man's my brother. Dude, I will I will go to bat, I will go to war. I will do anything for that man. You know why? Because that dude's Pancho's army. And Pancho's army is is, is something in the lines of like I want to be able to like we got Pancho's army in in Alaska, Florida, North Carolina, Charlotte now with the Warlock. So, I mean we got I'd like to have this thing stretch out to where like any member from Pancho's army can go there and be taken care of, just like, you know, sort of like the Fight Club, but without the fighting.
0: <laughs> First Rule Fight Club. First Rule Poncho's there is Army. First no Poncho's so...
2: Army. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how many members are there in Poncho's Army right now? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I got to ask that question today, and I I, I really got to sit down and, and, and like, actually do the numbers because there's rough. so many yeah. people. Like, I think I'd say roughly around 30, including, like, wow. Thurman Thomas – Jerry Hughes, Eric Wood, um, who else? I mean, there's, there's John, Lorenzo God Alexander. Allen. There's – Allen what? has a jacket, right? What's that? Josh, Josh Allen has a jacket, yeah, Josh right? Allen, yep. Uh, how did you well, – White. Did you I made one for Jordavius White. But, like, our real so, members, like, our, our real diehard, you know, guys, like them guys on the football field, they got a job to do. They got, they got other things that they yeah. got to take care of. But, like, our main members, like Bill Nito, Iron Bill, Jay Spence, the king, you know I mean? We got, I mean, Mark well,
0: Johnson.
2: we got Jim, Jim Ruther. He's a new member. Yep. We got Andrew Rydell. There's uh, the warlock, LaShawn German. Uh, there, there's red from North Carolina. There's like, there's uh, C-dubs Craig. He's there's a lot of people, man. There's, there's an, even a Canadian, Eric. He's a, he's, he's a big fan. He, he loves what we do. I mean, it's, it was overwhelming at first. It's like all these people want to join. And it's like, I'm like, it's great to see. You. I love it. I love the fact that people are, they got the same mindset as me. And we're just trying to do make some change. That's all.
1: You, you know what? Job i do want to say and i know i've said this to you privately but i, I do want to say like I'm, I'm super proud of you man i so when when prior to pancho's army becoming what it is now and what it's still kind of forming to be uh anthony was like absolutely adamant about not doing charity work he was just like no i'm just i'm just a man trying to do good things i'm a man behind a man and i'm he didn't want to do it Bro, you were on I your first like, episode. I
2: was on one of your first episodes. I said that. I, said, I, yeah. I ain't looking for, for sure. I'm not looking for publicity, bro. I'm not here. I go, I just want to make people smile and do what we can and, and try to you know make make just make this world a better place. And and James, I'll be honest with you, man. The day I met you at Duff's with my son, you you know, bro, you you had an aura with you, bro. Me and you. It was something else man. I parked literally right next to this guy in a red Mercedes. What was it? What what kind was that? What kind of car was that? That was a beautiful car.
1: It, mine was black. But no, yeah. No, <laughs> you had the red Mercedes. No, I had a I had a black GLA.
2: Must, I, I wish know.
1: I had a red Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> next year, give me a year. I got
2: you. Nah, but anyhow, I when I'm parked next to you, man, I was just I was blown away by your by your beautifulness, man. You're just a you're genuine. You're a genuine guy, man. I could see why Joe loves you too, man. You're you're definitely like family and and people. You know, I look up to you, man. I'm so proud of you from where you came and like when you first started with all this stuff. And we started, you know, I I was trying to help you out. We were helping each other. We do. You know, that's what family does. And that's, you know, like, like yeah. I said, I don't call it Bill's Mafia. I call it Bill's Mafamilia.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. I just and I actually I appreciate you saying that publicly too because a lot of times people think it's fake. Like when you're online and you know, the way I show love and the way I try to encourage people on a day-to-day basis. Yo. But you you yeah. know me enough to know, like you see what we do when we're not on the internet. And um the same thing that you're doing, man. Like I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that Pontra's army is is doing, and, and thank you, everything that, that you guys did during the time. During the tragedy and the way you reached out, the way that you were there for me and my family, and there there were other things that I can speak about. But you yeah, know, listen, we don't have like to, I told like, you before, bro, you're my tanky. you're my
2: strong side, bro. You're my strong side, and you make me a better man. And 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 I'm grateful for that. I, uh, to be honest, man, you too, Joe. Oh, I ain't man. leaving. You ain't no oh, chop liver, though. <laughs> I appreciate you, dude, <laughs> for real. But like I said, though, awesome. with this tournament and stuff that we did, we did a tremendous job. I can't I can't stress enough how like. I, like Pancho's army is nothing. I mean, nothing without amazing people like the people that showed up and like yourself. I mean, I mean, I can't stress that enough. And, and we really did a great job in the money that we raised. We have 10 individual unique benches that are going to be made with, with the people that, that suffered in Buffalo. We're, we're having them, you know, scattered all over Western New York. We're trying to work with awesome. the families to see where we can put these benches but uh, like all the money that we raised, you know, that's that's amazing. You guys came through big time, and uh, I, I'm like, I'm I'm so friggin' heartbroken and humbled that that I know uh, that I know you people. You know, I mean, it's 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 really it's heartwarming to know that there is amazing people out there. It's true. It's very good. It's awesome. Except Friday, the people, Friday. except the people that stole my mother and my grandmother's flowers at their cemetery. Damn it. How dare you? That's terrible. Who does that stuff?
1: It is terrible. That's terrible.
2: I hope you get diarrhea from the mouth and the ass. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Terrible. Who does that, James? I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I just had to crack a joke about that because it was burning me up. This is not once, but twice it happened. That's awesome. But I love you guys. Yo, awesome, but- I, I'm just a Bills fan, man. And you guys, you guys really keep me up to date on the knowledge and 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 everything with the Bills. And I really appreciate that because I am no analyst. I am no no. Uh, I'm definitely not. I'm only the Bills. I like the Bills, the Bison's, the Sabers, and, and anything Buffalo. So let's let's
1: you keep 716 it rolling. You seven one six to the core. You seven one six to the core. I feel it, man. Absolutely.
2: I love you guys. So listen, man. But, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, we love me on. you. God bless and go. Uh, Bills. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say thanks for kick. Thanks for kick coming in real quick, man. Love you. Enjoy your week and and uh. Hey, let's let's keep this thing going. We have got to make sure that 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 golf tournament is every year.
2: Oh, it's an annual joint. So let's make it happen, boys. Exactly. All awesome. right. All right. All right. You you, go go Bills. Bills.
1: Go Bills. Nice. Bills. All right. So yeah, my man joined us real quick just to kind of catch up and talk a little bit about everything that's going on. But but back to these jazz fans because cuz yeah yeah mark thank you <laughs> but yeah back back to these jets fans so yesterday on the code of conduct actually in the comments there were people um, making comments too talking about like yeah uh, the jets are so much better than they were last year they're going to beat they're going to beat the patriots out so they didn't say they were going to sweep the division or anything but they said that it's going to be like us the jets then Miami and then the patriots and it's like Everybody knows that I, I strongly encourage recreational legal marijuana usage. The thing is, i never get no stuff that makes me talk like that. So I need to know where they purchase that strain. From. I need it. I need it. I need to be that type of high one day. You need that, that in your life. You need, need that it. in your life. <laughs> It'll help me sleep. I need to sleep.
0: Give me that. This- this dude was just unhinged and he so getting back to it and i apologize for those that have jumped in since we started this conversation uh it was based around a spaces conversation on twitter that was put on by brad vesco vesco and uh the warlock and there was a jets fan in there and he was knowledgeable he had stats for days like he had good stats going back to like the 90s um, One of the stats that he tried to use was that I don't remember when, but like the, the, they were the 30, 30th ranked defense in the league. And then Bill Parcells came in and then they moved to seven. But he never really addressed the fact that, well, yeah, Bill Parcells just became your head coach, like a legend of legends from a defensive standpoint. The guy that taught Bill Belichick how to coach football became your head coach. And then he used the Rex Ryan narrative that they went from 17 to number one. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, uh, Darrell Rivas was in there. He had good stats. So in his mind, that was going to happen again this year that because of Robert Sala second year, that they're somehow going to move into the top 10 from 32, 31, 32 to the top 10 in defense. And that was going to help propel them all the new weapons on offense, which there weren't many really great weapons. There's a bunch of rookies, right? Brees Hall's great. Uh, but there's really, you know, TJ Uzama's good is TJ. How often have we seen a, a, a player break out on a team? This is this is a this is a sad story that happens a lot in the NFL. And by a lot, I mean often. A player breaks out in his contract year, goes to another team, cashes the check, vanishes. Mm-hmm. How, how how often have we heard that story?
1: All it's the time. It's been a lot. <laughs> like all, all the time. All um even. All the time. Time even in in for bills fans, like there's been guys that we've signed that not recently, obviously it seems like Brandon Bean kind of figured out a formula and it works, but we've had guys that we've been excited about to come here. And it's like, okay, this is exactly what we need for this. And this is exactly what we need for that. And then they either don't even make the roster or like, you know, just buried in a roster. So I, I just caution everybody to, to not, and I'm, I'm talking about bills fans and everybody else too. It's, it's, it's the off season. We don't even have the 53 man yet. I know we're like doing projections and stuff, mm, but mm. some of your favorite guys might not even make your team. Right. Where
0: are you at? So where, what is your level of um, not urgency? What is your level of concern? So for me, I'll go first. A lot of times I ask you the question. And I have you go first. So it sounds like I'm interviewing you sometimes. And, I'm, and I don't mean for that to happen. This is just Bill's chat between the two of us, between two buddies um, level of concern. I'm concerned about the AFC West. However, I'm, I'm I'm elated that we're not going to have to play every single team in the AFC West, right? We're going to see the number one team from the West, which I believe was the Chiefs last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to see probably one or two of them in the playoffs, one of those AFC West teams, but they're going to cannibalize themselves by and large. Uh, nobody from the North concerns me, and we're playing the North this year. Is there any? I'll let you answer on your own. Uh, when it comes to the South, there's nobody in the South that concerns me. Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Am I worried about... Uh, Jonathan Taylor, yes, after what he did, did to us last year. Am I worried about Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor together? No, that's that to me is not some terrific, fantastic upgrade. Man. Our division, though, is a little bit of an enigma. The Dolphins got better. The Jets, as much as it's ridiculous to think what those people are thinking, the Jets got better. The Patriots were a
1: playoff team last year. Who knows where that's going to wash out? What is your level of concern for the Bills this year? Um, As far as our division, not much. Um, I know everybody is feeling good about Miami, you know, all those fans down there. I I, I think what it comes down to is the same thing that they made us prove. I don't trust Tua. They didn't trust Josh Allen after those first two years until he actually did it. And he had to prove it two seasons in a row before he got that respect. I just think, honest to God, I think Tua has been robbed for his career because of those injuries. And I don't think he'll ever regain the form that everybody thought he could be. And that's not a hate. Thing coming from me I I actually if you go back and search on Twitter and you search me and Tua I will tell you I actually wanted to see him succeed I, you know not to the point where they're beating the Bills but you know I don't never want to wish for a horrible career for somebody right, I right. wanted Tua to do well um, right. but I will tell you that Matt Ryan to the Colts you're you, you brushing that off you got to remember we, we almost lost to them with a way worse quarterback that's you know In the playoffs, we we got crushed by the Colts. No, I'm not talking about last season. The season, like the playoffs, we almost lost to them with the quarterback who had no arm. Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. The problem Mm. in Atlanta is not the same problem he's going to have here in in, with the Colts. The Colts have a very good offensive line. They have a very good, if not the best, running back in the league. They have the second best running back in the league. I'm just saying, you might want to. I get it, but. The AFC West, I'm with you there. I think they're going to beat each other up, but I do think whichever team comes out of there for the playoffs is going to be a tough team, just because the record will reflect a little bit less wins than others. I still think that they'll have the formula to to kind of show up. The best thing for the Buffalo Bills is the AFC West cannibalizing itself.
0: The Bills are the, the the potential and opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to win the number one seed this year because the other like great teams in the AFC are in that West and they're going to, they're all going to come out of there like 50%, win a game, lose a game to every team in the AFC West. They're all going to cannibalize each other, which is going to give the bills an opportunity to kind of grab that number one seed in the AFC and have it, you know, have it basically the the playoff, the road to Super Bowl, go through Buffalo, which is huge. I'm not casting off Matt Ryan. I just, the Colts don't scare me more. They beat us last year. So clearly I have a concern about the Colts. They beat us. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that the Bills can handle Jonathan Taylor, even still, right? So the, the Colts concern me, but it's not like I have greater concern because Matt Ryan is there. I just, I mean, Carson Wentz gets dumped on a lot. You know, he's I don't know what's up with him. There was a there's times when he's good, there's times when he's really bad. Uh was he better than Phillip Rivers? I don't know. Was it a was it a wash? Probably. I don't think Phillip Rivers that year that the game that you and I went to that year. I don't think Phillip Rivers was anything to write home about Philip Rivers wasn't anything to write home about his last three or four seasons. I mean, he was just noodle no. arming the ball out, out out on the
1: field, right? You're right i mean so yeah but it and matt ryan is an upgrade over both of those guys so even if it's not even if it's not like a drastic huge jump like i'm not saying okay now they got josh allen or aaron rodgers but when you have a team that's a run first with a very actually their defense is a lot better than most people will want to admit they have a good defense a good offensive line so as long as jonathan taylor is controlling the clock they're going to be in a lot of games they're going to be in a lot of games Chris Jenkins says that defense of the Colts and running game, along
0: with aging Philip Rivers, almost beat us in the playoffs. Colts will be good, uh, good, better with Ryan at quarterback. Titans are one of those who will take a massive nosedive. It's true, but Matt Eberflus leaving that team is an issue, right? So I don't know who the defensive coordinator is from the Colts. Somebody can. Oh, here we go. Somebody can probably look it up. Um, we're gonna have to change the name of this show uh but uh somebody could probably look up who the def- if, if they hired from within or if they brought somebody from outside if they brought somebody from outside to me all bets are off on that defense very rarely does the dude come in from the outside and keep the 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 same level of production in year one now if they bring a guy up from the inside you know there's a good chance that it maybe it'll work uh but the defense yeah we'll, we'll see so level of concern i guess is is where i'm at so what so you're probably where I am, I think, right? So, I'm, Am I concerned about the Colts? Sure. Am I concerned about the East? I'm a little bit, probably more than you are. Am I concerned about the
1: West? I don't think I am. Are you the North about I'm the concerned about. Really? Who? I mean, well, it obviously depends on everything that happens. So if Deshaun Watson is not suspended or if he's, if his suspension is not long enough to where it matters when we play him, Deshaun Watson yep. is a very good quarterback. Like when, before he sat the year out, he was a top yep. five yep. talent at the quarterback position. Very I know true. I know right now the world hates him because of the off-field stuff and because he's a creep and a dirt bag and blah blah blah. Yep. That is not yep. Buffalo Rumblings' opinion. That is my opinion, but I know that that's <laughs> how too. we feel. You know. But the thing is, when we're talking strictly football, Deshaun Watson is a guy that puts fear into the defense. Any defense that he goes up against, he knows how to mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. I know we always want to say he's a running back. I'm going to tell you what (laughs) Lamar Jackson is, is he's a former MVP and he's still the league still, as much as you want to talk about it, the league still hasn't figured him out last season. He was in the MVP conversation because half his team was on injured reserve and he still was winning games like that's who Lamar Jackson is. Do I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be like anybody to really be afraid of? No, but we lost to them last year with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think at this point, of his career mr bisky is better than ben was for the last three seasons i agree 100%. so i think pittsburgh would take a step forward and again you have a great running game there with Najee harris you have weapons in claypool and, and I, i'm just i'm just cautioning people on that division yeah, and that's yeah. why i say cincinnati i don't think cincinnati is going to make the playoffs not because they're not a good team like yeah they got whoa, joe Vero. whoa i've don't been saying that for weeks the, wow. no i've been saying that for weeks lamar jackson and the the first of all, the Ravens had – it was something ridiculous. Like 20 – I'll look it up right now so I have the exact number. It was like 23 or 24 people on injured reserve last year. That's not going to happen again. That's not happening. What, what happens to the
0: landscape of the NFL media if the Bengals don't make the playoffs? Because as much as it's been all Buffalo, by and large, since that Chiefs game ended – there's still always the counter, the rebut. Yeah, but the Bengals went to the you know went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow, right? Jamar Chase, like like the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals. So as much as it's as the conversation has been the Bills in the this offseason and they have been the darlings of the NFL, they're one A, one B, one A and a half. Has been the Bengals? What ha- I mean, the landscape of the media for the NFL. If the Bengals don't make the,
1: I mean, it, I guess it just turns back into the, them being the bungles, right? If they miss. Well, I, I want to show this real quick. So this is for the Ravens. Look at look at the red is all players who were on injured reserve, right? Like right. this, this then, is this we, we had years we had years like that, for right? Sure. Well, I mean, and that and that's fine, but I'm talking about for that division specifically right now. Like you look yeah. at this, and Lamar Jackson was still an MVP. Consideration. The Ravens still sent the most players to the Pro Bowl. Like this is what so when you're talking about J.K. Dobbins being out, when you're talking about, you know, you you can talk about so many other players and all this other stuff, but when when you're really looking at that division, you have to consider the fact that Lamar Jackson is still there and he's healthy, and now he had so that's that's better. Like I mentioned about I mentioned about uh Pittsburgh, they're gonna be better this year, they improved. Mm -hmm. And so I know Chris Yankee is, you know, he just mentioned that they improved their offensive line and that's great. I think that they should try to protect their quarterback after seeing how he was beat down <laughs> last year. And then, you know, a couple <laughs> seasons ago, he had his leg torn apart. I think they right, should right. do that. But the thing right. is, it's still, they, their whole division improved, improved completely. And last year, the Bengals barely were good. Like they didn't, they didn't dominate during the season. And then even in the playoffs, they scored, in, in the entirety of the playoffs, they scored less touchdowns than Josh Allen did in the playoffs. <laughs> so, I mean, I just don't, I don't see how people are looking at that team like the Bengals are the, the business. Yeah, they were in the Super Bowl. They had bounces right. go their way in the playoffs and at the end of the season. Good for them. I, yeah. I applaud that city. I applaud that franchise. But come on. And everybody knows, and I get it, we lost, so I can't say if, if, if. But if those guys came into Western New York in January, Talk There's no it. way that they were making it to the Super Bowl. Yep. Now, do I think we would have beat the Rams? That's different. I think that's a 50-50. I think the Rams were a great team. But them yep. Bengals, man, come on. Miss me with that take. We would have dogged the Ra- We, we would have absolutely dogged the Bengals.
2: Yeah, dogged
1: sure. the Bengals. For sure. For sure. Josh sure. would have scored enough in the first quarter that would have made <laughs> Joe Burrow running home. Man, are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> Run to his burrow?
1: <laughs> <you> kidding me? <laughs> All right,
0: let's transition this thing over. We're running out of time, so we've got about 20 minutes or so. Uh, to go over our defensive uh, roster projection for the 2022 season. And I'm going to let you drive. Uh, do you, this is your projection. And I, for the, you asked me before the show if I agreed with it, and I said yes. I think I said yes. Um, but I think I, I told you I wanted to save kind of just some of my thoughts until we kind of went through it. So do you want to pull it up and just kind of uh, give us what you're thinking? Okay. So
1: um, I think – Pretty much in most places, um, the team looks very similar to what it did last year. I think the biggest changes that we're going to see is obviously on the defensive tackles or just the defensive line in general. Um, Von Miller is here. Shaq Lawson is back. Jordan Phillips is back. uh, Daquan Jones and Tim Settle. Those guys are going to make all the world of difference for this team, and that's where you're going to see the most changes. But Ed Oliver, Boogie Basham, Groot. AJ Epinescent, those guys are still going to be doing what they do. They're going to get better this year. Linebacker mm-hmm. position is going to look very similar. Andre Smith is out for six games with a suspension. So I do think that Bernard makes this team. I don't know. um I, I haven't, obviously, I'm not in Buffalo. So I haven't been able to go to any of the um, practices open to media. I haven't been able to see any of that stuff. But from all the reporting, and even after talking to, um you know, I had a couple guys on the show that kind of, Gave an opinion about how he looked. I had Terrell Dotson on um, a couple weeks ago on the Code of Conduct, and he said that Bernard looks good. So we'll see. Um, cornerbacks, I think, obviously, Trey is there, um, Kair is there, Dane. I think Cam Lewis is going to make this team. I absolutely mm. think Cam Lewis is going to make this team. Mm. Teron Johnson, Saron Neal, and uh, Christian Benford. Now, that's a little different because the the way the team is normally configured it looks a little different than this. I believe normally they go with six cornerbacks and they kind of figure out something else to do with like either linebackers or whatever. I I just think with the suspension to Andre Smith, it actually provides a little bit of flexibility to keep certain people. If, it does. If Andre and Smith just, and, and White's going to start the season on pop, on PUP. Correct. So, same thing. So, with both of those guys being out, you know, for whatever amount of time, it affords us the opportunity to have Christian Benford basically try out, you know, for the, you know, live during the season. Safety, Mm -hmm. I think that room looks exactly the same as last year. They need to figure out how to extend my guy Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde is back. Hamlin's back. Johnson's back. Special teams, the punk god is here. The (laughs) punk god is here, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler Bass is back. And my man Reed Ferguson, the snap master, is back. So I I just don't see it really being any different. And honestly, this year wasn't even difficult. Mm
0: -mm. It wasn't even a difficult one it can become difficult. So I agree almost holistically with everything that you have here. Um, And obviously, like, like you said, you know, Andre Smith being suspended is going to provide a roster spot. Trey white more than likely starting the season on the PUP is going to provide a roster spot. You know, the safety situation is exactly the guys from last year. Uh, You know, the corners are going to be the corners. There's, There's an opportunity for one extra guy to be there with, with Trey white being out. It could be right. It could be, uh, um cam uh, cam lewis which why am i looking at this cam lewis i don't see cam lewis on this list he's right under dane jackson i got teron johnson under dane jackson am i looking at the wrong one are you looking did at you the two? screen did you make two uh, i'm not i'm looking at the one you sent me earlier okay. oh no on the screen yeah gotcha 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 uh so so cam so it's going to provide an opportunity so the question is is when trey white comes back when andre smith comes back who's cut and i've got i've got to follow well actually before that let's start here so the Buffalo Bills decide going into what we talked about two weeks ago that they're going to keep a surprise two wide receivers, hypothetically. They're keeping keeping two wide receivers that were not expected to be kept. So you got to expect that one of the, the wide receivers that we believe is going to be kept could potentially go, right? And then it's got to be a defensive player. So who's the first defensive player knowing that you've got two guys on your defense right now that aren't going to start the season? With the team, how does that does that make sense? How does that how does that flesh out to you, as far as if the Bills decide, you know what, we're going to keep Tavon Austin because we don't trust Isaiah McKenzie to return kicks or return punts or whatever. Uh, total, just hypothetical, just for the sake of this argument, just have a body. Isaiah Hodgins returns to what they thought he was going to be his rookie season. He's he's healthy, and we can't keep him off the field. He's going to make this roster. So you got two guys are going to stick which one of your defensive players is going. And then I'm going to just to lead you, I'm going to follow it up with. And then when those two guys come back, Andre Smith, Trey White, now we're talking about cutting two more guys.
1: Yeah, but I think I think what happens is I look at the offensive side of the ball. I think um, depending on how that whole thing comes out, I think Jalen at that point um, can be somebody that as a tight end that they say, you know what, we're going to throw you on the practice squad and protect you for right, a couple of right, weeks or whatever. Right, I think that's right. absolutely a possibility. I also think that um, looking at the offensive line, I know they they typically carry a certain amount of people. I'm not sure, Like, and I said this last week or two weeks ago when we did it, I'm still not sure that Cody Ford makes mm-hmm. this team. That was so, the
0: guy I was staring at when you, before you, when you started talking, that's
1: the dude I stared at. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, um, the, depending on how that plays out. So if we do keep Hodgins and we keep whoever, I, I think that's the way it goes. But um, I just, I do want to say though, I, when it comes to the wide receiver room, even with Hodgins and you're talking about all these other people, I also don't I, I don't, I understand everybody's in love. Don't be surprised if Isaiah McKenzie's the odd man out
0: it's interesting i had a fun conversation yet uh on monday it's wednesday on monday in regards to the wide receiver room the to me the the, to me and we talked about this two weeks ago the 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 excitement around this preseason is that wide receiver room um and i don't want to give names but there was people there that were having conversations and they're people that know about this stuff um one of them said, "If there's somebody that's the potential guy to 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 miss or to lose his job, it's Isaiah McKenzie." Mm-hmm. The other person was dead set that the Buffalo Bills have a huge plan for Isaiah McKenzie, almost maybe possibly to be the number three wide receiver on this team this year. So he's going to not not slide into the necessarily the slot, but be the number three guy, right? So, which is a huge role. Where I fall on that, and I'd love to know your uh. Opinion We all love, we all love imac. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, he's, I mean, his smile, his charisma, who he is. Uh, he's one of us in the sense that he's small in stature but gets the job done. I mean, he, he his persona is basically, as you called it with Anthony, 716. I mean, he's everything that we like. He's the underdog, right? The, that has potential and flashes and shows up when he shouldn't against the Patriots or against the Dolphins or whatever. I believe that the Bills, for whatever reason, don't trust him mm-hmm. as much as they do Gabriel Davis. And I know that's an easy name to throw out there, and I'm just going to say it this way. Gabriel Davis lost a ton of snaps last year to Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis balled out his rookie year, came into his second year. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders and to replace John Brown and gave Emmanuel Sanders all of his snaps and basically put Gabe Davis on the bench behind him until the end of the season. Isaiah McKenzie, when, when when he fumbled the football a couple times on kick and punt returns, was a healthy scratch. It wasn't even a situation of, well, no, 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 we're still going to use them on offense. They just sat his butt down. Oh, go over there, find the bench. And it wasn't, as much as it was disciplinary, we can't trust you to return kicks at all, it wasn't disciplinary, well, we can't trust you to be a wide receiver either. I think the the, the trust factor behind the wide receiver piece is different than the kick returner, putt returner thing. I think there's just something to, I don't know. We've seen that, and and I think the only thing that I was able to say that sort of made sense when I was in the middle of this conversation on Monday, you're talking about a, a staff that drives us crazy, you and me, Bills Mafia, because guys like Brian Winters play exceptionally well during the week, Monday to Thursday, know the playbook, do everything right in practice, everything that's expected. And it's not just Brian Winters. There's been many of them. They do all Mm -hmm. these things. And then they get in the game, and the dude collapses the entire right side of the offensive line for five or six games before they finally put Ike Bucker in. You're not working. You're doing great in practice. You're not working in the game. And I think there's something going on for Isaiah McKenzie in practice, right, that they just don't
1: trust him. And that's a total theory. I could be completely wrong. No, like from I'm, everything but. I'm with you. I'm with you. And uh shout out to Renaissance man. He had this comment a couple of weeks ago where he says that he hopes that it's a situation where Dayball didn't trust him and now he has a clean slate with Dorsey and will get more touches. He didn't score eight touchdowns a few years ago by accident. And I rebuttal that. Scary. No, no, but I rebuttal that because I feel like we 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 look at the season for that and we say he scored eight touchdowns. He scored three mm-hmm. of them against Miami that last week when Josh right. blew those guys out by halftime. So right, I, remember that. I don't I don't quite look at that the the amount of touchdowns to be a reason why he's that great i think they used him properly that year so he would have basically had five touchdowns that year and they used him properly i think what happens with kind of what you're saying there's there's a reason why the team don't really trust him and you know because i tell you what i don't care what it says it it could be dayball saying you know what he's just not doing If, if if sean mcdermott wanted that guy playing guess who would be playing oh he'd be playing you know and so and I see a lot of comments like this, McKenzie will be there, and so will Austin. We'll keep seven wide receivers. I tell you what, if we keep Austin, I definitely don't see us keeping McKenzie. And that's just the honest to God truth because I think for certain guys on this team, McKenzie, Austin, um, hell, even uh, Marquez Stevenson, I don't think he makes the team, obviously. He wasn't on the list. The the, the route that these guys have to making this team is special teams. If if what you just said lit lit up in me, Um Tavon Austin
0: making this football team makes Isaiah McKenzie expendable and provides an opportunity for a guy like Isaiah Hodgins, who the Bills want to see play football. Bro, Isaiah Hodgins ain't making this roster, man. I don't think so either. What I'm saying is, (laughs) what I'm saying is is it makes him expendable. Tavon Austin because if they were if 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 they benched him before as a healthy scratch from making mistakes on special teams. Mm -hmm. and it didn't keep him around for offense if you're keeping a guy to return kicks and punts i I, it's 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 gonna play to me this is the most exciting position group for all of training camp most exciting position group i'm excited to see this position group
1: yeah as far as cuts and all that stuff like it's the actual battle position you know yeah um but but i think like obviously the top the top guys are, are there like we know Diggs is there we know davis is there we know crowder you know we know those three guys are making a roster right um right. i just to be honest with you i don't think austin makes it um i think that if another team doesn't see something in during uh you know during preseason then maybe some other team picks him up if not maybe he can fit on a practice squad i kind of agree with what chris Jenke just said there but mm-hmm. you know I, and same thing i think i think Isaiah McKenzie, as much as we love him, it's turned into a love fest. It's not necessarily us being honest with our eyes and looking at everything that he can do as a wide receiver. Where I don't think we when we and as Bills fans, we just do it. Like Christian Wade, we can go back to you know well, Time out, time
0: out. I was thinking about him the other day and I forgot to Google it. Did he just vanish from the
1: roster? He retired. Completely- he retired. I didn't he see. He retired. That. Yes, um, I did not. see that It was way. recent. It, it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, he retired. And, and I thought so, the Bills found a way to just slide him out of the franchise without no, anybody even knowing about it. But but that's a, it's the like and but that's who we are as a fan base when you think about it. Like we we fall in love with somebody, and, and yeah, I get it yeah. for a long time when we weren't good. That's kind of all we had. <laughs> all we had was you know the love fest for these guys because they were great people to be around the city when nobody wanted to be here and all that stuff now it's not the same way. Like we're an it team, like guys want to come here and play. So these guys are going to be fighting for these roster positions. And if Isaiah McKenzie brings the same stuff that he's brought. And I mean, the stuff that made him healthy scratches or the stuff that made him lose his job on special teams. I don't see him. I don't see him doing it. Like it's not happening. So yeah. What's, what's wild about what you just said.
0: And that guys want to come here. And this is a very good argument. And it wasn't mine and i can't give credit to who said it the bills get so the, this is this is the contrast the bills told isaiah mckenzie twice two years in a row go find the best contract or the best deal you can mm-hmm. and he ended up coming back to buffalo for peanuts jamison crowder should have gotten 12 million dollars this year and came to buffalo for like one and a half or two
2: yeah
1: because he wants to win he wants to, win. He, wants he, to wants, win. he
0: wants to catch footballs from josh allen
1: yeah so, again, right, the right, first right. part you just said there, though, that's what I think That's what I think the fan base doesn't actually um, look at in that way. They look yeah, at yeah. it like Isaiah McKenzie's back. Yeah, he's here. They don't look at it like, well, the Bills said, all right, well, look, if you go find something, good luck, man. We wish you luck with your career. Right, right. That's literally what they said to him two years in a row. Hey, go try to find something. And, uh, you know, if you think you find something better than what we want to offer you, then, uh, you know, go ahead. Good luck. And he's like, no, I'll come back and play for candy because right. he didn't get what he, you know, like, and so right, it's like, right. again, as fans, we love him. Like he's on, you know, America's Got Talent and he's awesome. It, awesome. Great personality. One of the yeah. one yeah. of the funniest dudes, like just an amazing guy. But when we're really talking about what they put on tape and what they put on the field, we got to be honest and say Isaiah McKenzie has, has been underwhelming as a Buffalo Bills player besides certain moments. You know, like the yeah. game against the Patriots last season. Yeah, it was a phenomenal game for him. He yeah. doesn't consistently do that every week.
0: Why? Yeah, I, that's a great question. So one last wrench that I'm going to throw at you that I want you to address. As the uh, hypothetical GM of the Buffalo Bills uh, right here on the Humpty Hotline, uh, Mr. J. Spencer King, Matt Areza, six-round pick, is not cuttable because of the fact that they drafted him where they drafted him. However, he struggles in camp holding the football. I guess the first question is, is what do you do? We've talked about a solution. It's Mm -hmm. not normal, but Matt, Matt is like, you know, there's no, like he cannot, he he can't execute the holding of the football and it takes Tyler Bass from a 90%, 95% guy down to, you know, 70, 75%. The struggles that we saw him have, and we saw Mason Crosby have, in Green Bay with Corey Bohorquez, hashtag bo- Boho Mojo. Um, I had to get in there. Sorry. What do you? Where, where are you at? What what is what is your move if Mataresa not cutting him because he's crushing the football, but he but he can't hold?
1: I mean, hell, let's go back to the '90s and have your second quarterback hold the ball. Like I don't, Top I don't care. With the,
0: with, the, with the CBA, they can't. They only get so much time to practice. There's only so much time. So the reason that changed was because of the CBA and the requirements, and they're only allowed to be on the field practice field for so long so every minute that he's away from them holding is time that he doesn't get to spend with the scout team or with
1: the offense so that's why i learned that i think perino told me that somebody told me that because i can practice somewhere else you know he he could do that like i don't but i I think no honestly i'm not being funny when i say this i think um we we show concern about stuff that's not actually a concern like i don't think he's going to struggle here so i think You know, I think I'm just hypothetical, bro. I'm just throwing no, I'll tell you, but I'm saying, and I'm not saying it like you like that. What I mean is, as a fan, because you go on Twitter and and you like just scroll whenever um, the punt game is, is comes up, and everybody, well, can he hold? Can he hold? Can he hold? These guys are professional athletes, man. He'll they'll, they'll figure he's, this out. Like he's well, that is what Reed Ferguson said. We'll adjust. Reed
0: Ferguson said, we will absolutely adjust. Yeah, if, if we have to. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 they're absolutely 100% professional athletes. However, he's never held in his life, so that's like asking you. You've pl- you played sports in high school. I mean, you're not. I mean, holding can't be that difficult. Could you imagine holding at the NFL level after when you've never done it before ever? I could.
1: I like, I can't say <laughs> I would be. I, I would be confident <laughs> at it, but no. I mean, oh, it's one of those things. Where, honestly, man, I think we like we really look at certain tasks and we like make a, and it's good because that means that the bills are so good everywhere else that like when your biggest concern is oh my god can he hold for kicks like when that's your biggest concern we're we're, we're pretty good <laughs> like Oh, we're, you're we're definitely big, good but you're also yeah. worried about your kicker
0: because uh if Tyler Bass if, if Matt Araiza comes in and he holds similar to Corey Bohorquez and Tyler Bass's numbers go down and he misses some winning field goals we're actually flaming Tyler Bass at that point and not the holder, because that's what we saw with Corey Bohorkas. People still can't figure out why Corey Bohorkas is gone. And the reason he's gone is because he sucked as a holder. Jessica Tennis says, I love this. This is this is actually very Chessy, right? Uh, she says, punt God. So Matareza goes on IR, and Hawk will get uh, will get cut and re-signed and start the season as our punter if that happens. So what she's saying is is that if he can't hold Matareza, that basically the Bills will, he's got a foot injury, and they'll stash him on the IR for eight weeks until he figures it out. <laughs> right
1: i mean that's that's probably what happens i just i i don't think it's that deep i think we start see some with what guy you know like I, I just don't think it's that deep when you have when you have a an automatic roster i've got to bring something up I, we no can't just, i feel you no because I, I mean and it's in the comments so i get it but like i said i just i, I don't some of these things i just think that you know like we make major deals out of, you know, like Sean McDermott yeah. has one comment yeah. and we're like, Oh my God, he brought it up. It's a major concern. And he's like just doing coach talk. So right. sure. um, I do think, I, I do think out of all of this conversation, the one main conversation to have is the one that you absolutely brought up about the wide receivers. Yeah. I really think McKenzie is, I'm not saying he's getting cut. I would like to see him make it and thrive. But I think if we're talking about anybody who was on a team prior, as a wide receiver who might not be here, I think that's the guy that you're looking at. Cause mm-hmm. again, he didn't sign a major, you know, he didn't get signed for what, six mil a year or $10 million as a wide receiver. So for, for me to think that he had healthy scratches last year, he was benched as the punt and the kick returner, and he was barely used when he was active on offense besides maybe a couple of games. It's, you're, it's hard pressed for me to believe that he's gonna be the third receiver. It's right. just, and, and that's not because I don't, I want him to prove me wrong. I would like Isaiah Hodgins to prove me wrong. I said earlier on the broadcast he ain't making his roster. Prove me wrong, like for sure. You know, do it. But I just don't see it. I, I think you know we we drafted a rookie this year in the fifth in the fifth round he, that probably should have been a, a really if you look at his tape he could have been a third or a second round pick. Mm-hmm. So it's shocking that he was there. I think that the Buffalo Bills are absolutely stacked again. I think oh, we yeah. are stacked. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be hard for for a bunch of these guys to make the team. Awesome. Well, that was uh th- that
0: was the uh, roster projection for twenty twenty two from a defensive standpoint, and we touched the offense a little bit. Coming up for uh Jay Spencer King and myself uh, with uh, Buffalo rumbling. So this is going to be the last show for the Humpty Hotline until training camp starts. Uh, so we're gonna take a little bit of a break here through the summer, through the dry time, because it is a it's not impossible. It's a difficult task to come up with content in the month of July. And frankly, we need a break. Uh, I have Jerry Aros- uh, Arosky, or, uh, uh on the show Sunday night, uh, former Buffalo Bills offensive lineman. And then I'll be taking a break from the overreaction show. And I don't know, I don't want to speak for you. What are your plans for code of conduct for the month of July until training camp begins? I will also
1: be taking a break. (laughs) I'm going to recharge. Um, My, the experiences over the last month and change since the shoot, since the shooting happened on Jefferson has really honestly thrown me quite a bit. So Um, I haven't really been able to focus. I haven't really been able to keep up on a lot of things. And um, so I just kind of need to recharge. And I know that, you know, you all will miss Joe and myself for a month. But I promise you, when we come back, we'll be back and better than ever. And hopefully I'll have my mind right and things will be good. But we'll absolutely need this break, both of us.
0: Yeah. I said Jerry Orozco. It's Jerry Ostrowski. My bad. So, yeah, I don't know why I mispronounced that. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline On the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller, and uh, that's Jay Spencer King. And I'm going to let you do your little tagline because I love it and I love hearing it. Hey, well,
1: y'all know how we do it over here. Y'all take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills.